There is something about that, isn't there? It's just you, you you in the moonlight. There's nothing more natural. Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And happy 2023, everybody. We hope that you're thriving in the new year. A new year has begun. Mm -hmm. We are here too. Yep. Everything's the same. I ain't going away. Uh, Until I do. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Naturally. And we are kicking off the new year by reading your listener stories. Thank you so much for sending them in. You guys... You've had some weird things happen to you. And congratulations slash we apologize. But we really appreciate you sending the stuff in so that we can share it with everybody else. Yes. And we are going to kick it off with a story from Dustin. Dustin says, my story happened when I was in high school back when I was 15 or 16. I'm older now, so I'm guessing it was either back in 2000 or 2001. I say that so you guys know we didn't have the amazing things we call cell phones today with us back then. My friend used to always tell me stories about his old house. Stories like they would see people walking past their bedroom in the middle of the night when everyone was asleep. A rocking chair would rock by itself all the time when no one else would be in the house. I, of course, always loved creepy things, so I had to see this for myself. At the time, the house was empty and kind of falling apart since no one had lived in it since. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, but back then there were these watches that everybody wore called fossil watches. Mine had a normal analog face with giant numbers of the seconds flashing behind that. So we were walking up this long drive that led to the house from the road, and I just so happened to look down at my watch because we just walked into the path of one of the streetlights. For some reason, my watch looked completely black, like ink had just filled up the entire face. Oh. I thought then, great, now my watch is broken. Those watches were pretty expensive at the time, especially for a high school kid. But I wouldn't even be thinking about that a few moments later. Now, what happened next, I swear, is the God's honest truth. My friend had a grandfather living with him in that house for a while until they passed away. That grandfather couldn't get around, so they used a wheelchair. The front porch of the old house had a makeshift ramp for that reason. So we're walking closer and closer to the house at this point, and it's around 8 at night in the fall, so pretty dark. I hate to admit it, but I was pretty spooked at this point. The house looked like kids had been messing around in there with busted out windows and the front door wide open. Hmm. All of a sudden, an old rusted wheelchair came out of the darkness and rolled down that ramp. Needless to say, that gave us a heart attack. We were frozen to the spot and my friend, way braver than me, ran into the house yelling as loud as he could with his flashlight, trying to find anybody who could have done that. He came out a few minutes later saying he checked the entire house and no one else was in there. Now that would be crazy enough for a story, but something else happened. My watch, the one I thought was broken and filled completely with black something as we walked away from that house down the street, turned completely normal right in front of my eyes. That watch never did anything like that ever again as long as I had it. All right. This is quite unsettling. This is a good, yeah, like, kind of classic spooky house story. Right to the point. Yes. So the main event is really... That wheelchair popping out. Sure. And then I feel like if I were Dustin, I might just sort of like look back in hindsight and be like, oh, yeah, this, my watch 
freaked out right before that and then was normal right after. Yes. The watch thing feels like something that I would put together later and less like a series of events that happened in the moment. Totally. So strange. I also like when you when you first were describing or when Dustin first described, I don't want to give you credit for Dustin's words. Well. You did narrate. Yes. Um, uh, when I the am watch, Dustin. When the watch went completely black, mm-hmm. that screamed to me like, it is no time at all. Right. There is oh, no time. yeah, yeah. For this moment. Is it missing time? Uh-huh. What is it? Are you frozen in time? Right. But then it actually sort of plays like that notion of, you know, your battery dies. Mm-hmm. When you're in a haunted house. Yeah, like something is sucking all of the energy so that it can do something. Yeah. Now, the wheelchair, this is something that I've always been sort of like puzzled by. And I have to admit that I I, I got creeped out by something the other day. Um, you know how like you're in bed, right? And you hear sounds of your house settling? Yeah. People say, what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> What's happening know. out there? Something with gravity. I too have wondered this. Like, why is my house settling so much? What's going on? How much emotion is involved in these planks of wood? And... What's going on? Why are water sounds happening sometimes? Right. When and there should be no need for that. There have been a few times in the last couple of weeks where I've been, you know, at the end of the day, Allie and I are in the living room, usually watching Columbo or listening to an audio book or something. Yeah. And I've heard something from the kitchen. Now, when this happens and we're with Zoe, sometimes the ice cube maker will right. dump some ice cubes and Zoe will That's look at, a classic. Zoe will look at me and go, what could be? <laughs> Which is very precocious and cute. <sighs> but sometimes when it's just me and Al, I'll hear a thud in the kitchen. They're like, what could be? What could be? Yeah. And uh, I think it was last night, um, I heard something just go like, th- thud, thud. It was like very loud and there were three sounds. Yeah. I do not understand how that could possibly happen. And I... <laughs> I almost, it took me a second to catch up with myself. I whipped around to look at Al like, what was that? What could be? What could be? And Al goes, we just, I just put a new toilet seat on the toilet upstairs and brought the old one down here and propped it against the wall. It just fell over. Oh, okay. And like, I knew that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, right. I don't know why plausible didn't enter my, my head just, I didn't even think of anything. I was just yeah. like, something scary happened what in, in the God's kitchen. What in God's name was that? But that, but the wheelchair, back to the wheelchair, was it just there already? Right. Right on the ramp and some kinetic energy was inching it toward the ramp. Mm-hmm. And it happened to be that when Dustin and his friend are there, it finally tips and goes down the ramp. Totally yeah. plausible. Sure. But what's going on with kinetic energy? Why is it that something can seem stationary? Right. But for maybe hours, be slowly about to hit a point where it just now, uh, thud, falls over entirely. I don't know. There, that's a physics thing that I understand on paper, yes. but I cannot wrap my head around whatsoever, like about how, you know, Every solid object is not really solid. It's made out of like tons of like little vibrating things. I don't get it. Yes. I hear you. I told, and I believe in it too. Right. I I believe it. I, you know, they're like, this isn't solid. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? Uh, I know. Well, everything is like moving, vibrating particles, you know. No, it's not. It's it's sitting on the table right there. Right, I see it. It's not moving, so I don't know. I, it's just it's just it, it, to me. It's just crazy that that is what's happening. Yes, yes, like all the time. I guess it's just gravity. 
too. Everything. Well, gravity is always pulling you down. Right. And so just like little teeny splinters of the house will be finally succumbing to gravity. And that's making like little groaning noises and stuff. Gravity never gives you a friggin' break. No. Gravity needs to get off my jock. Come on. Yeah. Just chill. It's All enough. right. Our next story comes from Emily. In episode 117, someone said Nevada or Las Vegas was a hot spot for paranormal activity. This is true. It really does have a different feel to it. Background context about me. I grew up in a Midwest family where we watched things like Remember the Titans, NASCAR, football, and the closest thing to any paranormal discussion would have been around the movie Field of Dreams. Mm. This is like the classic 90s. Yeah. Man, Field of Dreams. Totally. Baseball feels retro to me somehow. It does. I think it's partially maybe, at least for me, I don't know about you, but perhaps because really my only like perspective or context for baseball is like Seinfeld yeah. and Field of Dreams. Yeah. Absolutely. And like, you know, Major League. Kevin Costner in a field of corn. Yeah. And the whole movie's about, oh, is a ghost going to come watch him play baseball? Uh, snooze. Right. From, besides that, I don't know from baseball. Not Although we did go to baseball games when we lived in St. Louis because it was true. the whole home run, you know, Mark race. Mark McGuire. Yep. Yeah. The, the St. Louis Cardinals. It yeah. was. I have some Mark And McGuire even that was 90s. Signed stuff. Oh, that was 90s. Um, <clears throat> I have lots of spooky and weird things happened through my childhood, but listening to Guide to the Unknown has really helped me unlock some memories and embrace and process those things. Mm. But for now, I want to tell you about a crazy thing that happened to me and my ex-husband. Location context for the story. Google Maps, look up Las Vegas premium outlets. This is something that we can do. Yeah. To the left on the map where Rancho Drive, Alta Drive... South MLK Boulevard and I-95 make a square is where we lived and this happened. We lived in Vandalia. No one we knew still, no one we knew then still lives in that neighborhood. So I figure it's safe to share a more precise location. That's kind of fun. I love the details here. Approximate date of occurrence between December 2008 and April 2009. So here's the story. I was 21 had just gotten married and moved to Las Vegas to live with my then-husband. We were renting a studio apartment in someone's backyard, and in exchange for cheaper rent, we would take care of the owner's dog and look after their house when they'd go on vacation. A lot of the homes in the area were for sale due to the recession. On one of our evening walks, a house with a sale sign in the yard caught our eye. My ex peeked inside and no one lived there. The back door was unlocked. How do you know this? (laughs) (laughs) I gave it a little jiggle. I know. I felt us being there made us look sketchy as hell, but he went inside anyway. (laughs) This was before smartphones were easily accessible, so Googling for info on the house wasn't an instant option, and he wasn't going to walk back home to look it up. That's true. This would be like right as the iPhone's coming out. Data on your phone was still like pretty janky for sure in 2008. There was a mess of papers and brochures on the kitchen counter like someone left in a hurry. Looking back, it could have just been someone being lazy and not tidying up. But back then, I thought something way worse had happened. Instead of going inside, I walked around to look at the pool. At the bottom of the empty pool was a dead black bird. The bird looked flattened. Now I know this was decay. Back then, I immediately thought, evil (laughs) <laughs> it's like a bad omen. <laughs> yeah. Right? A yeah. dead bird at the bottom Definitely. of that pool. Bad omen. Yep. Run. 
The home I grew up in, grew up in completely avoided everything horror, Halloween, folklore, etc. I wasn't even allowed to entertain the idea of a tooth fairy as a kid. So for me to immediately think, evil spirit, I can feel it, was out <laughs> of character. Pretty foreign. And out of any worldview understanding I had at the time. I got an eerie feeling seeing the bird and told my ex it was a bad sign. We had to leave now. I would walk home alone if I had to. As we walked back to our home, I felt like someone was following us. I kept looking around but didn't see anyone. Back at the apartment, we went to get the chihuahua to bring her in for the night so that the neighborhood stray cats wouldn't bother her. This chihuahua was getting bullied by the cats. Yeah, poor chihuahua. What are you doing in there? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, you want Taco Bell? Oh, you're my size, but you can't even meow. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> there were up to 10 cats that roamed the backyards at night. I greeted the dog, who was usually super happy to see me, but she snapped, snarled, and barked at us. No matter what I said or did, she wouldn't calm down. So I left her alone in her area of the yard. After a while, I noticed the floodlights were not turning on like normal. I got worried the cats were harassing the dog. We brought her in, and she was suspicious of us, but not hostile for the moment. Later that night, the floodlights kept turning on and staying on. I thought the cats were hanging out closer than normal to our door and sent my ex out to shoo them away. He came back and reported, no cats. Oh. Happened twice. That's weird. The motion lights are just on. Probably that flat bird. No one's there. That flat, flat ass bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so can I do a quick sidebar? Yeah. When Allie and I went to New Orleans, we went to an escape room that was probably the best escape room I've ever done called Escape My Room. If you're in or around New Orleans, go to Escape My Room. Um, and to get there, we had to walk through this alleyway. Mm -hmm. And midway down the alleyway off to the side was um, a very flat rat. Ugh. It was like paper thin, this rat. <laughs> so, Like a pressed flower. Like a pressed flower. There was no ignoring it. Yeah. So we just turned it into like, oh, yeah, make a left of the flat rat and you'll be right. there. <laughs> like just worked into the, anyway, we tried to make it into a positive. Yeah. But to this day, when Molly is like sleeping on the couch and looks oh, totally. particularly like laid out, splayed out, we'll be like, look who's being a flat rat. She I didn't know that's why. She is the flattest rat. It means you're really comfy. Yeah. That's what it means. She does get flat. She gets very flat. And she has rat foot. Molly the dog, she does have rat foot. Her yeah. feet look like big rat feet. Yeah. I swear she's cute. We're describing her. Oh, as like, I love. Uh... I'd like to see somebody's fan artwork of Molly. <laughs> flat rat. Yeah, from this description, it would not come out looking like her. <laughs> flat rat, cute dog with rat feet. It would be no fault of the artist, but there's no way. Put that in your AI image generators. <laughs> right? So anyway, back to the story. Eventually, he fell asleep, and I laid in bed watching the front door. I felt like someone was standing there in the doorway. But because of the floodlights, I could tell there was no one there. I woke my ex up and said, We need to pray. I feel like someone, something followed us back from that house and is standing by the door. He eventually gave in and said a quick prayer, and several times of telling me I was imagining things. As soon as we said, Amen, the apartment's smoke alarm went off, with three loud beeps. This is a scary day. And then turned off. Scary. This day would freak me day. out genuinely. This is scary. This should be titled Emily's Scary Day. Yeah. The heavy feeling was immediately gone. Oh. Smoke alarm going off. Demons, hell, hellfire, brimstone. But it cleared it right out. It cleared it right out. But did Maybe it was a smoke cleansing. In that moment, did the smoke detector detect the fires of the pits of hell? Oh. 
right? Must have. We checked on the main house whose alarm system was connected to ours. Nothing was wrong. The cats returned to the backyard, and the dog was happy to see us. She happily came out for a hot dog and never acted mean <laughs> or angry for the rest of the year we lived there. That was the only time in my entire life I have ever felt like something boldly made their presence known in a malicious manner. And I'm so thankful to never have had another experience like that since moving back to the Midwest. What a story. Gotta get get out of there. Get back to the Midwest. Hurry. That's like yeah. that's like um what is it called when kids play a game and it's like there's like a safe zone in tag? Yeah. Right? Like I don't, get I back don't to know. home base. Home base or something. Home base. Yeah, yeah. You can't touch me. I'm a home base ghost. Right, right. Back in the Midwest. Oh man. That's awesome. I love it. That, that was that's awesome. a very like, scary series of events. The animals acting up. That's the stuff that really makes you. Because like they even, I know. They even say that like animals. This is weird. I just thought of something. They say that like animals will like flip out around like a, a psychopath as well. Right? right. Like a serial killer. Yeah. Says like, how you doing, Scruffy? And the dog starts barking at them. They can sense there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And dogs flip out at ghosts. Right. What if there was a serial killer ghost? They would just double flip out. Double flip out. Yeah. Yeah. Something to watch out for. You don't want that. No. All right, let's see what Blake has for us. Yes, please. It's a story from Blake. Number one. When I was a child, probably around age eight to ten, I was in my backyard one night, relieving myself as boys who are outsider want to do. There is something about (laughs) that, isn't there? It's just you. You you in the moonlight. (laughs) There's nothing more natural. I'll take every opportunity to remind everybody. I peed outside one time on a like a hiking birthday trip, peed into my sock, and the mom put the sock in a Ziploc bag for me to bring home. <laughs> oh, that's great. Because I couldn't do it, right? See, nothing more natural. <laughs> it's the way things should be. It's the most natural thing in the world. It's, it's the most natural thing a, a person can do. <laughs> Don't, don't look at me like that. Oh, God. So, Blake's, you know, relieving himself. What did you do? You soaked your socks. <laughs> look what you did. Just one. Look what you did, you little jerk. You <laughs> soaked your socks. Mom to me when I yeah. got home. Yes. Never. She would never. Um, as I stood there, I... <laughs> I'm just laughing at that. Um, as I stood there, I drifted my head upward and was staring at the stars. <laughs> it's just, this is a moment... Of comfort. Absolute of connection. Comfort. You know when you spend time Zip in nature and you realize that the you, moon. <laughs> you are made of the same thing that everything out here is made of. You are connected to all of it. Star stuff. <laughs> it's a plant. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Sorry, Blake. <laughs> Sorry, Blake. <clears throat> I'm sure this was very traumatizing for you. Okay. As I stood there, I drifted my head upward. (laughs) (sighs) Howdy, neighbor. How's it going? How's the fam? Oh, God. And then I saw something. Come back here. I'm not done talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to stay and talk more? Howdy, Wilson. Yeah. Then I saw something familiar. Although they often scared me, I loved reading books and watching documentaries on UFOs and aliens. Conducting research, quote unquote, into the weird world of aliens was something I was very much into. So when I looked up into the night sky and saw the familiar three bright lights forming a triangle flying slowly across the sky, I freaked out. Mm. Oh, my goodness. I'll take over. 
You seem to be having a technical issue. I see you scrolling frantically with your thumbs. I got it. No, hold on, hold on. Okay. Here it comes. Okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay. Uh, thankfully, I was doing my business by the time I had properly noticed. Oh, I was finished doing my business. <laughs> I did more business. I'm a businessman. I had lots of business to conduct this particular evening. I'm sorry, Blake. I'm not doing your story justice whatsoever. Howdy, aliens. I have to say, it did give me pause when I misread. Thankfully, I was doing my bit. I was like, weren't you already doing business? This is new business. That Greetings. doesn't seem good. Greetings, interstellar travelers. I will be Earth's <laughs> ambassador for the evening. <laughs> Never mind what's going on here. Where are you going? Um, <laughs> okay. Thankfully, I was finished doing my business by the time I had properly noticed the lights. Uh, and then I ran inside as fast as I could and told no one about it until about a year or so later. By the time I got my nerve to creep back outside for another look, it was completely gone. I live in a city with a large Air Force base, so it could have easily been one of their planes. I've seen a lot of planes in the night sky. I know what they look like. But something about this thing was off. No blinking red, green, white wing lights. The size of the three lights made it appear lower than the typical plane, and there was no noise, especially for a plane that low. And it moved so slowly. So that's story number one. Oh, We're done okay. with it now. All right. I thought there was going to be like another... Uh, nope. So this is that is interesting. So yeah. like this is like a thing that people have genuinely encountered. We know this now mm -hmm. that there have been aircrafts. Yeah. That we seem to not know the truth behind. Right. Or about it all. Who knows? Right. Maybe there is still some like very very secretive government program for a silently moving mm -hmm. craft. Who knows? I mean, I also imagine that they know more than they will allow us to know. But the they, public certainly... You hope that they, they do. They There's have, comfort in the idea yes. that somebody's got their hand at the wheel and is like, we'll be as transparent as we ought to be without upsetting people or letting the, the important secret out. I think so. I, I, I so. logically think so. Right. You know what I mean? Like, But they have acknowledged to the public that there are these unidentified things. Right. I'm just going to also say this. If such a craft exists that it can fly so silently and drift about wherever it pleases, mm -hmm. Blake, you know they got night vision. Oh, Blake, they knew what you were doing. They knew what you were doing. Yeah, that's probably why they were moving so slow and everything. Yeah, they're they were like, just like... Hold on, hold, bring it back. What's hold, going on? Hey, 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 yeah. P2? Are you seeing this, P2? Can you throw it in reverse? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now let's move on to number two. Yes. A bit more paranormal takes place in the same home. I was around the same age, if not a little younger than my previously mentioned experience, maybe five or six. It was late in the night and my parents had gone to bed. I, however, was spending the night in the living room watching TV on a small fold-out child-sized sofa. That sounds so cute. Sounds great. <clears throat> I'll try my best to give you the layout of the home from my position directly in front of the television. To my right is the exterior wall looking out into the backyard. To the left, a large open doorway that leads to an L-shaped hall. The vertical line of the L would lead to the bedrooms and bathroom, the horizontal to the front door and kitchen. I finally decided I had had enough TV for the night, and as I turned it off, I glanced down at the completely dark hallway, wondering if I should just go to my bed. I decided against it and got cozy on my little couch. Hmm. I began my sleep ritual, rolling around, swathed in a blanket, attempting to get comfortable enough to sleep. Finally, I lie facing the dark hallway, unable to actually see the hall itself from my position. I couldn't see the hall, but I definitely heard the child's voice that emanated Ugh. from it. It said, Mommy, I'm scared. I did what any only child would do in this situation. Pull my blanket over me before falling asleep from the pure adrenaline rush. 
in the morning my parents dismissed this by saying it must have been the tv in the kitchen the only problem is that the tv was off and there wasn't a sound in the house other than that child's voice was this phantom right impersonating him oh and trying to lure the parents out into the hall I mean, could be. Mommy, I'm scared. Right. Your own voice. Yeah. Asking for your parents, but you're an only child. That is freaky. It is such a little kid. I can feel that, like, pull the blankets over your head. You don't Mm want to see. But I think that that's actually the wrong move. Because now, you don't know if you're going to peek back out from the blanket, and it's going to be right right there. Right. Right on the other side. Yeah, at least you know if you're, you know, outside of the blanket, you can keep an eye on what's happening. Yes. Plus, maybe. It's it's probably little kid instinct. Maybe. Maybe. To just like, oh, God. I just need to shield myself. Right. Plus, when you got the blanket over your head, maybe the thing is stepping closer and closer. Yes, that's what I would think of is that it's just, you're just giving it the opportunity to sneak up on you. Oh, yeah. It can't see me. So here I come. Ugh. So good. Maybe it's like. but, you know, they say, like, with, like, flashers, your instinct is obviously to look away or whatever, but that is kind of what they're looking for, is that shocked right. reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, we don't need to be thinking too much about what we do in reaction. It's just, like, this. it sucks that that would happen to you. Yeah, yeah. But theoretically, what I've heard is that you should just, like, act like you don't care at all or just, something. Like stand your ground. And then they just sort of, like, give up, basically, because they're looking for that fear and upset. So maybe this ghost thing is the same sort of way. Maybe, like, yeah. You just, like, keep doing your thing. You are unbothered and eventually just gives up because it didn't get what it wanted. Yes, they want to impose and make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Yeah. All right, so this is the third and last story from Blake. Uh, three. I've only heard a disembodied voice one other time, and that was in December 2021. Same home, this time in my bedroom. It was around 4 a.m., and I was lying in the dark, awake, waiting for my final alarm to go off before I finally get ready for work. Then from somewhere in the dark, I hear a decrepit feminine voice say, now, now, now. I froze completely, waiting my fate at the hands of a demon. When nothing happened, my brain quickly justified this as being one of our cats, but then I realized that I've never heard them make a noise like that before. The sound didn't continue, and I didn't hear them moving around in the hall or other rooms. The easiest explanation is that it was a hypnopompic hallucination occurring as I woke up. Maybe I wasn't as awake as I had thought. But that's boring, so I'm going to go with ghosts. Definitely ghosts. Absolutely ghosts. A ghost saying now, now, now. Mm -hmm. Not a cat saying meow, meow, meow. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't even think about the fact that it rhymes with meow. I was just thinking of like videos of cats you see online where they're like, they make like some crazy sound. <laughs> like yeah. most animals don't make the sound you think, right? Like, right. What do goats say? Like, mm. no, they go like, oh, yeah, right. Oh. No, they sound like, horrible. Whoa, that is not what I'm teaching. <laughs> they do other surprising Zoe. things too. <laughs> goats are full of surprises, y'all. <laughs> oh man. Have you, if you've ever seen a goat poop, you know what we're talking about. Kristen and I went to a um, a company picnic for Hunt a Killer, and the yeah. best part of it was seeing a goat poop, and we hated that. It was <laughs> absolutely insane. Whatever you think you know about goats pooping, you don't know. We Take what you know about goats pooping and throw it out the window, everybody. We're right. going to change your life. Their tail is basically hiding just an open receptacle. Yeah. Full of tiny little poops. It's 
It was it that was, just spill out when they move their tail. It was horrible. We were. It it was, was I think I can genuinely say it is one of the times that I've been most shocked. Yes. One of. Yes. There have been plenty of. But I was absolutely surprised yes. and shocked. I, I would never have expected that. It was a horrific moment <laughs> um, that I'll never forget, and I wish yeah. I hadn't seen it. Still the best. No, part we of that laughed day. so hard. It was absolutely yeah. the best part of the day. Um, we laughed so hard we, at that, was, so I don't yeah. regret it. There was no explaining. That it was to a fantastic either. laugh. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Let's. Uh, 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 do you have an, any any other things to say about this now 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 voice whispering? Because uh, this is very. This reminds me again of that thing that I experienced where it sounded like somebody breathing. In I my thought ear. the exact like, same thing. It reminded me of that too. It's just like a slight sound. Yeah. Occurrence and and I think that I I think ultimately. That it is possible, Blake is correct, that, you know, like, maybe you're asleep and your mind is playing tricks on you a little bit, or mm-hmm. you're half awake. However, that could also sort of play into the theory that you and I subscribe to, that maybe, like, um, mm, right, ghostly right, right. activity sort of happens when you're, it's it's just out of view, it's just out of reach. So, yes. that sort of in-between sleep and awake state might be ripe that is for interesting. experiencing something paranormal. That is a very, very good point. That, that's that's really interesting. Yeah. All right, we're going to read more stories, but first we're going to take a quick break to remind you all about uh, some important Guide to the Unknown stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, GTTUpod.com is the home of Guide to the Unknown. It has links to everything, our merchandise, our uh, P.O. box, how to contact us and send stories like this. And actually, the P.O. box, we just uploaded a video on YouTube.com slash at yep. GTTUpod. Um, where I opened up some things that people had sent us. Um, uh, incredible artwork, wonderfully like warm notes from people. Really awesome. Super, super fun. Shout out Jed, Amy, Induced Fear, Michelle, Pete. Yeah. Uh, go check that video out. It's super fun. I'm pumped about the artwork. I mm-hmm. want to get like good frames. Definitely, them, so. definitely. Um, but very importantly, from GTTU Pod, you can get to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash GTTU Pod is the best way that you can back this show the patreon is what keeps us um able to prioritize doing guide to the unknown and also we have an entire second podcast that only happens on the patreon Mm -hmm. there are different tiers you can select for whatever is comfortable for you and you might get uh uh, just access to our discord alone or that plus a show every month the next tier up gets you two shows a month and the last the best tier the demon tier gets you discord and a, an exclusive show every single Monday. Yeah. So there's all that. And then there are also just extras besides that. Oh, we yeah. have commentaries for all the Scream movies, all of the Twilight movies, multiple ghost hunts that we've gone on. So that's all over at patreon.com slash pod. By the way, Scream 6 is coming out. And if you think we're not yeah. eventually going to have a commentary track for oh, that. please. You're living in a dream world. You're kidding yourself. Yeah. Wake up. Now, now, now. Smell what we're cooking. It's going to be someday. There's going to be a Scream 6 commentary on Patreon.com slash Pod. Yeah. Real quick, we got a question this week that I thought was a great question. Somebody asked, if I do join, say, the Banshee tier, yes. do I just get the the new stuff that's that just came out for the Banshee tier? No, you get everything available to the Banshee tier, which at this point, each tier has so many shows. You yep. get access to everything that that tier uh, uh, unlocks. So yes. There are things tagged for ghosts, tagged for Banshees. Demons get all. Mm-hmm. So check that out. Most recent episode up there is we did another Ghost Adventures Adventures. 
Zach Bagans investigated his girlfriend Holly Madison's haunted Hollywood castle. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Jay Wosley gets attacked by a bobcat. Well, he doesn't get attacked. He gets stalked by a bobcat and then <laughs> rolls down the hill. Which is maybe even crazier. Like Jack of Jack and Jill. You've got to check it out. <laughs> go go poke around uh, patreon.com slash pod and thank you to everybody who does. Yes. Also, as of this week, I have a new story that I just posted on themythtraveler.com. I will always post a story and have it available for paid backers. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, they get exclusive access, and then after a time, it'll be available for everybody, and I'll put a new secret story Ooh. just for the paid backers. So jump over there if that's your Definitely. sort of thing. Definitely. It's excellent. Ernest Hemingway says, every man has two deaths, uh, when he's buried in the ground and when his name is said for the last time. Yep. Hmm. Well, I've got some <laughs> thoughts about that. Read my little story, <laughs> themythtraveler.com. But now let's read uh, Fabrizio's little story. Yes. Okay. Fabrizio, who has made awesome art of us in the past. I was going to say, is this the yes. Fabrizio? I think so. Incredible artist. Yeah. Um, my mom reminded me of a story she told me when I was a child, and I felt like I needed to tell you. But first, I wanted to share this and was not sure how to do so. My husband has a real hard time falling asleep. I usually tell him stories so he can sleep faster. He does not speak English, so I usually listen to you guys right before going to bed and tell him what I remember of the episode. That's so sweet. He loves it. I love that. I know. The idea known as being translated. You know, yeah, like, you're right. You know, like like Friends airs in like <laughs> 80 countries or something like that. Like Guide to the Unknown. We've right. got to syndicate this. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I love it. I love it, Fabrizio. <sighs> Also, when I listen to you guys on speakers, not on headphones, he always knows what I'm doing and knows a story is coming that night. Love it. Now to the story. Yeah, I believe this is uh, Artist Fabrizio. It is, yeah. Shout out. I come from a rural area in Brazil. My mother lived in a farm until she got married and then moved to a small town where I was born. 7,000 people live there. We do not have Ouija boards in this area. They are not very common in Brazil. We have an equivalent game where you use an empty glass of water as the planchette of the board and write all the letters by hand on a sheet of paper. That is So, yeah, that is essentially similar. Yeah. You've got the entire alphabet on a piece of paper, and you slide uh, an empty glass around. Right. In some ways, that's way better. Can we say a Ouija board has cachet, name yeah. recognition, but it's a Hasbro toy at this point. I love a homemade spirit board. Yeah. That is cool. I don't know. I feel like it's all serving the same purpose. That is super cool. Yes. But it's it's all, you know, it's like a telephone's a telephone. This, you're still going to talk to someone. Okay. Talk to me when you get an iPhone 12. Will. Anyway, they're like up to 15 there or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I, no, I have an 11, I think. <laughs> okay. When my mom was 15, she was playing this game with three of her friends. They only got to ask one question. Will anyone arrive when we are playing? The quote unquote spirit answered yes and almost immediately someone arrived they got scared and threw the paper away so the adults would not know what they were playing people say that you cannot leave the game without asking permission to do so and they did not my mom told me that after that all of them started experiencing weird events once she was in a car and suddenly the door opened and she almost fell out of it one of her friends was reading at night in bed and her bed sheet caught on fire. Ah. Whoa. I couldn't understand how it happened, but it seems like it really did. She has a burn scar on her leg. Oh my God. Jeez. That's horrible. And the saddest of all, 
One of them lost a parent in a horse accident almost one month after they played this game. I do believe all of this can be coincidences because the events do not, don't seem to have connections, but I cannot imagine how scared these girls felt when all of this started to happen. Great point. What the hell's going on here? Great point. Great story for Bricio. Thank yeah. you. It's the, and we've talked about this before too, the concept from Rosemary's baby of like, you know, do, is Rosemary being attacked by witches? Right. Or is she being attacked? Because witches aren't real. Well, in which case she's being attacked by people who believe that they are witches, right? Which, in some ways, is just as bad. Yeah, it almost doesn't matter if something truly paranormal is happening. Mm-hmm. If you believe it is, yeah, it may as well be right. And sort of Fabricio's point, from the perspective of these girls that just played this game, and then these horrible things happen, and they connect those horrible events to the game itself, mm-hmm. that's their experience. You can't totally. refute how they feel, even if you don't believe in the paranormal. That's what's happening in their heads and like hearts about yeah. the event. Oh, uh, one million percent. And also, like all, these things did factually happen. These horrible things happened to these women. Uh-huh. They did also play this game together. Like It's understandable why you would draw those conclusions. Absolutely. I completely get it. I also should say... I've played with a Ouija board several times. Yeah. I don't think I've ever said, may I stop now, please? <laughs> so I might have like <clears throat> seven or eight ghosts following me. I mean, could be. Yeah, we haven't done it in a long time. Can you Maybe just whenever should... you... I would try it again. I think it was a total dud. I think it was too. I think it was, it was a, a, No, a no, remember something, something weird did happen. A I, fat, chunky dud. No, it wasn't too much of a fat load. I feel like something did weirdly happen. It was on Patreon, which sounds like it's like a baked in plug or something. But um, Kristen's always trying to shill for this thing, everyone. (laughs) No, seriously, I'll I'll stop harping on in a second. But do you remember like strange electrical things were happening when we were doing this that we couldn't explain? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I I don't recall, but it did make me think of that gif I have of you where the lights in your old apartment start flickering (laughs) and you go like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> dramatically turn to the side. I know. I have like awesome footage of Kristen flipping out as her electrical system goes. It's very weird. There was. Uh, let me just tell this story real quick. Yeah. That, this was something that like happened like in the margins of Guide to the Unknown. Yeah, yeah. Kristen had a uh, a brief uh, spurt of a spinoff mm-hmm. called Dearly Departed Pop. Yeah. Which I l- really loved. Thank you. Where Kristen would watch a show or some piece of media that nobody really talks about for some reason, mm-hmm. but is worth discussion. Right. So I don't remember what this particular episode was about. That's not. It's, I think it was about the show Who Done It. Might have been I yes, think. which was a which was a quote unquote reality game show where yeah. every week somebody ends up getting knocked off. And you have to figure it's out who's kick behind ass. it. It is great. It's cheesy. Yeah, but it is very fun. So Kristen was live streaming this from her apartment mm-hmm. in town. I was across town at my place watching it. Yeah, and at some point, <laughs> it was a horribly stormy night. Yeah, I don't remember. It was. Yeah. Because I think thunder and lightning strike. You're thinking of something else. You're mushing together two memories. Am I mushing together two memories? Yeah. There was another time where we were recording this show remotely and thunder and lightning struck like crazy and I super reacted and you could like hear it and everything. You go like, oh my God. Yeah. You're screaming. Yeah. Well, in the, well then I think, I think you're right about that. So when you're streaming um, Dearly Departed Pop, 
the lights in your apartment <laughs> yeah. start flickering off and on and off and on rapidly. Yeah. Like rapidly, rapidly, rapidly. And it's clearly the whole apartment. Like your Yeah, it was your, really strange. Your electrical system is hanging on by a thread. Right. And you appropriately <laughs> you go like, uh, oh my God. What? <laughs> and you like there I love how you move. You, like, whip your head to the side yeah, so that you're in perfect profile with the camera and you put your hand out to gesture, like, what is this? As the lights are flickering. And I made a gif out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it's so dramatic. It's yeah, so Yeah, it was cool. crazy. But, like, my point is this. Yeah. You seem like maybe you've been plagued by technological demons. Maybe. Techno demon. Perhaps I've been plagued by techno demons. Not impossible. On the fire Certainly starter. That day. Delicious fire starter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's he's after you. Right. Damn. Yeah, I've had this fire starter monkey on my back all these years. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, anyway, we totally get that Fabrizio. Yeah. I completely understand. Oh what yeah, hi Fabrizio, yeah. sorry. Yeah, hi, Fabrizio. <laughs> Got distracted. <laughs> um also just so nobody just in case looks for it, Dearly Departed Pop only lives on this youtube channel on on uh youtube.com slash guides the or excuse me youtube.com slash gttu pause on podcast apps or anything but if you scroll like way back in our feed you can see videos of yeah, it just just search for it i'm sure yeah yeah okay so this story is from anna anna says i consider myself a skeptic by day however i have spooked myself many times after sundown this is a wonderful way to describe yourself skeptic by day skeptic by day believer by night because yeah. sometimes i'll like take out the garbage and i'll scare myself oh yeah so at night i believe in everything night's scary uh, night is scary notoriously night is scary skeptic by day i love that that's very cool no it is cool I guess that I fully accept the premise of the supernatural existing in order to enjoy a good story even more and because I'm fascinated by the logic and rules that supernatural phenomena seem to exist by. Anyway, here is my story. After I finished high school, I got a job in a kindergarten for a couple of months. It was a it was a beautiful old building right next to our local lake, and it housed about 100 children. I liked the job and the kids, and they would joke and tell me I was not a real adult, probably because I'm only 5'2 and was pretty soft with them and goofed around a lot. I kind of agreed with them in secret. I was only 19 after all. I usually helped out in the basement with about 30 of the kids and a couple of real adults. Uh, winky face. It was bright and cozy in there, no problems in the basement, but sometimes I had to go to the other end of the building to get supplies. The supply closet was situated at the end of a big stairwell that was totally isolated from the rest of the house. I hated being there. The walls were painted dark blue, my then favorite color, and it would always be cold and dead quiet in there. I was always aware of how noisy my footsteps sounded and I felt like I was not supposed to be on the stairs at all. A feeling of being watched and disapproved of intensified as I reached the supply closet, and I almost felt like I was stealing. Sometimes I had to go back for more supplies because I would bring as few things as possible in order not to seem greedy. I just couldn't get myself to take plenty. I would walk with my head down and then feel instant relief as soon as I was out of the stairwell. One day, I overheard some of my colleagues from upstairs talk about ghostly activity in the most casual manner. I entered the conversation immediately, and they were happy to fill me in. Oh, you haven't heard? Apparently, the place used to be an orphanage back in the day, and they had lots of spooky activity. So much, in fact, that they had a medium visit a few years earlier. The medium had found two spirits in the building, one little girl and the other belonging to the former headmaster, a very strict lady. 
The little girl was helped across over to the other side, but the headmaster refused to leave. So yeah, she's still in there. God. I will not go. I love my job. Um, it made so much sense. How come ghosts are never talking like that? Yeah. You never get, oh, oh. You never get a ghost of like a big weirdo. Yeah. Well, right. I'm just lacking here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just my favorite place. Yeah. No, I don't know. They're always like, Whoa. boo. <laughs> boo. Boo. I have unfinished business. Not just, I love my job. Yeah. So I'm going to hang out in the supply closet. Um, supply closets are scary places. That's where I was holding seances in elementary school. The paper oh, closet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise known as a supply closet. Interesting. We would contact dead celebrities. Um, <laughs> weird school. I know. It's, well, no, it was just like, all right, you know, the school didn't sanction it. It was like me and like a few friends. But what school just has time where the kids can just be I off know. whatever they want? I was thinking the same thing. It must just be like free time, like recess inside kind of time. I don't know. But I think there was Kristen just... wasn't allowed outdoors. That's what she looks like. This. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like it was just like choose your own adventure time or something. Maybe. I, I don't, don't know. know. Okay. Uh, so it made so much sense. And this knowledge did not make my trips to the supply closet any more comfortable. One day I was close to saying out loud, I'm just getting paper for the children. But I didn't dare make a sound on the silent stairs. And I would feel a bit crazy too. I mean, it could just be in my head after all. One day, I witnessed some actual activity, though. It was a bright summer's day, and I helped out upstairs, not in the cozy basement. We were eating lunch, and the children were being particularly noisy that day and wouldn't calm down. All of a sudden, a painting fell from the wall with a loud noise, and we were all kind of shocked. One of the kindergarten teachers picked up the painting and said out loud to the room to be careful someone could get hurt. Oh. Uh, Well, no, they were with kids and stuff, right? Yeah, I, I guess, I don't know. It sounds a little bit like the kindergarten teacher speaking to the ghost. To the ghost. ghost. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, I imagine the headmaster would not really care about that. The children were much more quiet during the rest of lunch, though. Yeah. I'll bet. That's a good way to keep the kids in line. Yeah, I'd be like, hey. This place is haunted. Right. It is riddled with ghosts. Periodically, a teacher should just look into an, into an empty corner of the classroom and just go like, please. Yeah. Stop making faces. Yeah. Anyway, or like kids. they're doing their best right. like calm down like there's a ghost that's mad at the kids for being bad <laughs> you can't hold them to that highest standard no i'll get them under control myself <laughs> yeah anyway class that would be effective shapes circle <laughs> you know them. Triangle. you love them but what do we do with them and where did they come from <laughs> That's me as a kindergarten teacher. It's good. Thank you. <laughs> it's real good. <laughs> uh, I can homeschool Zoe if you like. No, that's fine. Okay. Uh, my work period ended shortly after that. In retrospect, I did not find the painting incident scary at all, probably because I was not alone then. Also, I realize it sounds like I went to the supply closet all the time, when in reality, I might have gone like five times tops. Yeah. I just remember them so vividly, and I can't help but wonder if the headmaster, just like the children, didn't see me as a real adult either, but more like a big kid up to no good. That was certainly the feeling I had on those stairs. Yeah. Love it. I, I, I absolutely love that. And I know that What a good feeling. way to wrap it up, too. I know. Yeah. Like, reminding us that the kids kind of felt like she was one of them. Could mm-hmm. the headmaster feel the same way? Awesome. Yeah, this headmaster notion is very imposing and yeah. uncomfortable. Yes. In a, in a very entertainingly spooky way. Yeah. The headmaster is watching you. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, all right. Uh, this story comes to us from John. 
1979, I was 12 and hanging out alone in a school playground, sitting on a swing. My family was moving the next week, and I was enjoying my last time at my old school. No one else was around, and the sun had just gone down. The night was clear, and I could see as many stars as the surrounding light from the suburbs allowed. I then saw a disc-shaped craft in the sky, about 30 feet across and 100 feet above the ground. I could see it as it blocked out the stars and had soft, multicolored lights briefly shimmering around its edges. I remember yellow, orange, red, and by brief, I remember only seeing the lights a couple of times. Oh, like briefly seeing it. It was only a couple of times. They weren't bright enough to draw attention without staring at the thing. It moved slowly, almost deliberately. I strained to listen for an engine, knowing it wasn't a helicopter or a plane. I remember wondering if it was a blimp, but it didn't have any lights that would indicate an oblong shape, and blimps have propellers. It was too big to be a hot air balloon, which never flew in my neck of the woods, but... I should mention it. And it didn't have any flame that such a balloon would have. This craft made no sound, utterly silent, as it passed directly above me. I love that if he didn't notice it just then, by chance, right. nobody, you, you wouldn't there, up. There'd be nothing, there's nothing about it that would draw your attention. He just happened to be looking in the right direction right. when it was going by. It is subtle. Yeah. That feels a little bit like in Nope. How like yeah. some of those nighttime scenes mm-hmm. where like the, th- the 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 craft is just like moving behind the clouds, and if you're not right. quite paying attention, you wouldn't even have picked you up on notice. it. Maybe it is so weird, yeah, for a slow moving gigantic thing, yes. to almost be unnoticeable. I know. I find that very eerie, and that happens in a lot of UFO or strange light stories. That it's just totally silent, but you can see it. That is so odd and just like incongruous yes you know like it just feels wrong absolutely i watched it go over and then behind me just over the treetops at the back of the playground and the neighborhood beyond if i hadn't looked up i wouldn't have seen it in fact i hadn't noticed it until it was nearly over me i didn't tell anybody until decades later mostly because i wasn't interested in people telling me what they thought i saw or maybe how i was mistaken or not observant enough to see what it really was. But, like I said, it moved slowly, and I was a pretty precocious kid. I didn't freak out, but rather I consciously studied it as it moved overhead. A scholar. A scholar. It wasn't anything I'd seen before or since, and I think if it had been some secret military project in 1979, we would have seen some evidence of such things by now. I can't say it was aliens or time travelers or some weird unknown sky animal, but it was unlike anything I have ever seen in the four decades since. Thanks for your time. I hope you get around to reading it online. I posted the above story once on YouTube and someone from Texas, I'm from Pennsylvania, posted that he saw something similar a couple of years earlier. That's the only corroboration I have of this sighting. I should also mention that the lights in the sky UFO stories don't impress me much, and I wouldn't believe in such things if I ha- if it hadn't been so close. Uh, it was clearly circular in shape, big, and absolutely silent. Very bizarre. How strange. Incredibly, especially because, like, to, to his point, he didn't try to make a meal out of this, right. John, and like post this everywhere mm-hmm. and, and scream, hey, it's a UFO. Yeah. He's just like, I saw 
This is what I saw. Make of it what you will. Right. right? Feel free to tell me that I'm wrong or whatever. I, I don't really want to hear it, but it was there. I yeah. saw it. It was big and it was right above me and I don't know what it was. I mean, what a Deal with both it. cool thing. Yeah. Cool experience to have. I also think it would drive me nuts to never have an answer. And I know that's the very nature of many of the things that we talk about here. I know. They're they're unknown. But just like just I would I just want to know. I would wonder you though know? if at a certain point you might just be like, well, I'm not going to know. I know. There's no even putting the energy into wishing I could know. I know. Is is going nowhere. No, it's, it's getting true. Me nowhere. So that's well, what I saw. Seem, it doesn't seem to stop me with any number of things. But the energy I'm putting into it's getting me nowhere. Fair enough. That's not serving me. Yeah. So I don't think that would help me personally. But please, we'll talk about your issues next week. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's so cool. That is very cool. Thank you for sending that. Man, just so wild. I know. A wild thing to have happened to you, which can apply to pretty much all of the stories that we've told. Just well, but like, again, wild, also wild, we wild, now wild. know in a far more uh like like, imagine this. Like, oh, it was really up until, like, a couple of years ago that people mm -hmm. would still be like, what, you, go, you wear a tinfoil hat, toe? Right. Like, no, 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 I know. This happens. Yes. And we can confirm it. Maybe not. Maybe, we can't I guess, confirm what it is. We no. can confirm that people are seeing People are seeing stuff in the sky. That aren't explained. Right. It's right. so odd. All right. So I think I'm going to be taking us on home. With a story from Julie. And Will, this is Julie who made that really awesome quilt for Zoe. Uh, guess what? We use it all yes. the time. Zoe slept over at my house over the weekend and she was using that, that quilt. That was the blanket. That, yep. that is the, you know, with like a kid, sometimes like you got to rotate the blankets. Yeah. Right? I'm always pumped when we're on that blanket. So thank you very much. It's it, so it, it cool. It's a wonderful a, use, Julie. It's a quilt made of different patterns of fabric that all have like little horror characters on them. Ghost faces in there. Uh, but it's Billy like, the puppet. Billy the puppet. Yep. Yeah, but it's like it's this purpley, soft. I don't. I don't have fabric terminology. In I my feel head. like I might be nuts, but this is coming to mind. I feel it's a minky. Okay. I feel like it's called the purple minky fabric. We almost named Zoe Minky. Oh, that's so glad you did. How embarrassing once How that blanket came. Humiliating. Yeah. But Zoe, Zoe likes spooky stuff. Yeah. I don't know if she can associate the spooky stuff on the blanket or anything, but she has us read scary books to her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you have the scary books. It's not like she, you know. But she could, we, we might have them and then she wouldn't ever ask for them or something. True. But she will deliberately be like, no, read In the Dark by Neil Gaiman. Yeah, Which is about a kid book. that's like... Um, you know, uh, Laszlo lived in the dark and the dark lived with Laszlo. Yeah. Laszlo wasn't afraid of the dark. The dark was not afraid of him. Mm -hmm. And at some point the dark is like, come find me, Laszlo. Yeah. And Laszlo goes, where? Here? Looking in his closet and the dark goes, no, not there. And he goes, behind the shower curtain? The dark goes, no, no. And then it says, Laszlo closed his eyes. And the dark says, no, no. Not there either, Laszlo. Which is such a weird idea that yeah. you'd be trying to find the dark by closing your eyes and the dark knows that you've done that. Like, there are plenty of things yeah. that would be spooky about it. Oh, totally. Zoe loves it. Yeah. It's not that we got it, read it once, and Zoe's got spooky stuff. Yeah, right. She seeks it out. Okay. I'm just saying. No, you're right. You're right. Don't you test me, you're man. You know, you're absolutely right. She loves that book. I'll kick butts. Yeah, I know you will. Okay. All right. So this is a story from Julie. 
Julie said, I work as the clerk for a very small village in Michigan, about 800 people, no stoplights, that kind of small. I've worked here for almost 24 years and I've had quite a few weird things happen in our village hall, our old village hall. It's not an everyday kind of thing, but once or twice a year, I have stuff happen that I just can't explain. There's a police department here in the building, so the cops wander in and out occasionally. And I do get a few walk-in customers, but 90% of the time, I'm in the building alone. When you come into the building, you can turn right and walk into my office, or you can go straight, and it'll take you out in the main meeting room. There's a back door to the building, but it's located inside the police department, which is kept locked at all times. So anyone who comes in through the front door has to leave the same way. One day in late September of 2015, a woman walked into the building with a small child next to her. It was a little girl with long brown hair wearing a red jacket. As they walked in the front door, I heard the little girl talking to the woman. The woman turns right and walks into my office while the little girl kept going straight and walked out of my sight into the meeting room. The woman sits down on the chair in front of my desk and proceeds to pay her tax bill. We chat for a minute or two about the weather and whatnot. Just everyday chit-chat, nothing in particular that I can remember, but as we were chatting, I was thinking to myself, gosh, that little girl is being awfully quiet. I wonder what she's up to out there. The woman stands up, says to me, have a great day, and heads out the front door. Of course, my first thought was, what the hell, did she just leave her kid here? I get up, go into the other room, and find it completely empty. Love it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 like vision of a child or ghost child. And it's or... like the child like hitched a ride with the lady. Yeah. Into the town hall. Yeah, hitched a ride is an interesting way to put it. Mm-hmm. There's like a thing in like the I know this is dorky. In like the Tony Hawk games. Yeah. If a car is driving around, you can come up behind it and hold onto the bumper. Like uh-huh. Marty McFly. Yes. Right? Going yes. around the town. He just holds onto the back of a car and hitches a ride that way. Yeah. It's imagine her this like little kid goes literally like holding onto the back of like the woman's like shirt or something. Right. Just so that she can get entry. Maybe she was waiting for somebody to open the door. Maybe. So yeah. that she could come in along behind them because it takes too much energy to open the door. Maybe. Is there something in particular about that building that she wants? Is there something right. particular about the woman herself? Right. I don't know. It doesn't seem like the woman though to me because she, she gets, didn't leave yeah. with her. That well, she's never seen again. Maybe the kid True. noticed at some point that Julie had seen her. That she had materialized accidentally. Right. So she was like, I gotta invisible it. Right. On the way back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very fun. Who's to say? Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the authority. That's what happened. That's right. (laughs) That's what happened, by gum. (laughs) So there you have it, everybody. That was another batch of awesome listener stories. We really hope that you enjoyed them. We love them. I love them. I I really, really love them. Uh, So if you have had something spooky or confusing, mysterious, interesting happen to you, you can send it to us and we might read it on the show. You can even, we've had people tell us stories of things that have happened to their friends and family with their friend and family's permission, of course. Um, And you can send those stories to gttupod at gmail.com and we would love to have them. Absolutely. And this isn't everything that we've got either. No. Kristen is a meticulous, meticulous archivist and historian. I am. Of the stories that are sent in to us by listeners and viewers. Yep. Um, and so we've got more and we want to keep adding to those stories so we get to have these nice, rich, robust episodes. Yes. Yes. Like a business. I want to do these quarterly or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like clockwork. Yes. The business calendar well, dictates. Speaking of the business calendar... 
we decided that we wanted to kick off 2023 with a pair of yeah. like listener appreciation style episodes. That's right. So next week, you can look forward to an episode of listener questions. We put out a call on our social media pages, which you can find at GTTU pod. We got a bunch of really awesome questions from all of you out there. A ton of questions. Yep. Um, I, 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 let me also say, you can still send in a question if you you'd absolutely like. absolutely can. I would also love, if I could give a prompt, mm -hmm. I would love some hypotheticals. Well, that's a whole separate episode. Ah! Yes. Fine. Yes. Kristen. That's is. what we've done in the past. All right. And it works out great. Those who don't learn from the past are <laughs> destined to repeat it. <laughs> yep. Kristen's a hell of a boss. You can you certainly send them in, but No, that, no. But that, it's just not for the listener questions episode. But I like them. I do too. So we will do a horror hypotheticals episode again sometime. Okay, fine. Remember, we got three categories: listener questions, horror hypotheticals, hot takes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You are right about that. So next week is listener questions, and then we will get back to our regularly scheduled guides and known programming. But we really, really appreciate all of you out there. You helped us have such a nice 2022, yeah. and we wanted to focus on you as we move into the new year. Yes, thank you all so much. We hope that you're doing well. We hope you had a great New Year's. Mm -hmm. uh, that you're hitting the ground running, having a good spooky time with us. Yep. Um, so yeah, we'll be back next week for some listener questions. Mm -hmm. Some are uh, like like personal about our lives. I've seen. Yeah. And some are about like our opinions about, you know, folklore, horror stories, pop culture. Mm -hmm. I, I love having like a, a wide gamut. So feel free to send in stories, gttupod at gmail.com. Yeah. Follow at gttupod on all social media so that you can see if we ever post another prompt like this in the future. And also just to stay up to date as we release new episodes and stuff. Yep. Uh, once again, shouts out to patreon.com slash gttupod. Uh, it is the engine that drives yes. uh, this uh, train. Very much so. And you are the fuel. <laughs> I don't know. What's in this metaphor? It's fine. It doesn't really matter. It, uh, you're the fuel. It works for me. You're the fuel. Um, <laughs> so go poke around. Pick a tier that fits you and uh, have a good time. There's a lot of stuff for each tier available, mm -hmm. especially that Discord where you can chat back with a bunch of people. There's a book club in the Discord now. That's right. There's a book club. That our listener Chloe has put together. So they're, you know, if they're in the process right now of choosing a book, then they're going to have a chat going about it. It's just a very, very cool group over there. I love it. Me I absolutely too. love it. TheMythTraveler.com. All of my uh, scary story work is up there, including new stories as I post them. Um, and uh, greatly appreciate everybody who's enjoying us uh, uh, as we kick off 2023 and who's yeah. been with us for this ride. Yes. Uh, follow us online individually if you'd like. Yep. I'm at Chillin' Kristen. I'm at The Myth Traveler. We'll see you next week, everybody, to answer those questions. But until yeah. that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld, go we. Go we. Go we. That's where we're going. Not unlike the gentleman who sent in a story, Blake, I believe. I'm also gonna, formulating this joke. We're going to go we. Back to the netherworld. Go we, Blake. <laughs>